Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! The hiatus has officially ended. Yes. We are back with the Limitless After Show. This is episode 14, Fundamentals of Naked Portraiture. We got we got some. I mean, that, I like how that title did not go straight. We actually did get uh, some satisfaction in that area. We got you some got naked exactly portraiture. You got exactly what you wanted. Exactly. You got exactly what you expected. Exactly. Totally. Um, some of us wanted. Yeah, some of us. I wish it was Piper that posed, but, you know, oh I'm gosh. partial to her. She'd be a better muse for me. We're not Again, even 15 seconds in, you're already talking about Personal preference, I'm just saying. Bringing it back. Don't want to forget about her. That's true. That's um, true. Anyway, I'm your host, J.B. Zimmerman. You guys can find me at Hey John Blake on all social media. With us, we got the full panel. Amanda's in the house. I'm so happy the gang is back together. Find me at AmandaFTA31 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Nice. We got Frank on the other side of the table. Hey, guys. I'm Frank Majorana. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. Let's go. Nice. Let's Let's go. go. Um, Before we get, please remember to always use the hashtag ABTVLimitless for all your tweets and stuff like that definitely comment on youtube if you're watching us there like us on itunes if you're listening to us there um and you may have missed a little roboto action if you're listening to it so check out all of the above anyway let's dive right in we're back uh although we had an episode 13 a few weeks ago this is sort of the official resurgence of the season of second half of the season but we're getting back into things obviously they can't go you know, out with too much right away. What? How'd you guys feel about this episode? I mean, it was... I love this show. It was not my favorite episode. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I, I feel like in the beginning, and it was because they're coming back with the, new, with the new second half of the season, a little bit was, like, recapped in the beginning. They were kind of... You know, I could tell that if someone was new to the series or was just picking it up, they could kind of catch up a little bit they kind of explained who everybody was again so for you know super fans like us it wasn't that wasn't really needed but I, I just feel like it was very not a lot happened there wasn't a lot of character development it was just kind of procedural. right it didn't go as deep as other episodes we've seen in the past it's interesting uh, an interesting point that Amanda makes but at the same time there's a reality to this show that, that it's a brand new show they weren't expecting to get a back nine order, which they got. So now we're up to 22 episodes, and I think they had originally planned for 13. So uh, CBS said, we love your show. There's enough people to watch, so go ahead and make nine more. And I think these breaks between shows have created the 
in you know the production team's mind the the need to refresh the memories of people who are coming on board new, uh, because this show mm-hmm. has a large audience and it it's a it's a unique situation. Uh, it's it's a nice problem to have for the producers to say, oh hey, we've got nine more episodes to shoot, but we want to bring the you know string this out to a point where. You know, we're ending in April just like everybody else's shows at the same time. Um, I do agree with Amanda that I thought it was a case of the week with hints of Mora sprinkled in on top of it. Yeah. Um, but there were still the trademark elements of the show at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, I, although, you know, you can't get too deep given the fact that, you know, they did just find out about the full season order sort of midway through. Mm-hmm. So there was no way to really plan you know, that intensely on, on having a incredible storyline following through. But, I mean, it is a procedural show at, at heart, and I think that they hit the nail on the head with, with a lot of elements. It was, you know, again, it was very entertaining. And I think for anyone jumping back in, it's sort of a lighter episode. You know, we don't need to get that intense and, and like – Stare at the screen for like not blinking for the entire time. I um, do. You know, that's exactly that's what you. I need to do. That's you. Oh, yeah. You dial in, close, turn off close the lights. The doors. Turn I don't off really the phone. hear anything around me. I just, <laughs> I just need to be in plugged it. in. No, logistically, totally. I understand what you guys are talking about, but creatively, right? Well, no, I, I mean, was just lacking how much I love the show. Totally. No, and, and which I'm lot. sure they'll come back to. I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I'm not like walking out the door. Fair enough. I just didn't love this you feel very passionately, which you're entitled to. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I feel like yeah, for, for any other show, they would have a harder time in this position because it is really hard. Like, you're literally producing the rest of your season. Then you find out, like, oh, God, we have to make a bunch more. Clearly, that's a scramble. What this show does so well is that it has all these comedy elements that it, you know, can use at its disposal. Mm-hmm. And they definitely did that. I mean, although this was a lighter episode story-wise – I was definitely laughing at a lot of the jokes, you know. Um, I mean, just starting off the bat with with Spike, um, this whole, like, interview that Mike and I do. Uh, fun fact, by the way, the actor, I mean, I know the names Mike and I kind of go back and forth, but the guy, the agent that usually plays Mike, the one that was about to leave, his real name is actually Mike. His name is Michael James Shaw. <laughs> That's... Cool. The Crazy. Name of the actor. Crazy. Yeah, the right. actor, exactly. Yeah. So he obviously gets more of the mic. <laughs> they were like, oh, he yeah, came in, name your name's Mike. Oh, gee, you got it. When can you start? He didn't even audition. <laughs> yeah, hire him. One take. <laughs> Done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought that the whole Spike thing was fun. I mean, again, it was sort of um, a storyline that, that lived and died in this episode, but it was still light and fun. Like, they had. The first thing when he starts, he's like uh, just giving him the pill like normal, like a normal person would. Um, and then uh, Brian <laughs> says like, you know, I wish you would be a little bit more proactive and, you know, have fun with it. Like don't be afraid to take chances. And then they had that small gag of, of how he delivered each day, like first with the health shots, like with wheatgrass and <laughs> – Whatever else, and then he like the artisan coffee cup. Brian's face when he drank the kale juice was the funniest. Thing. That was <laughs> yeah. so funny. I really think that might have been I real. Yeah, I think what, that I might mean, have been real. I think because that's kind of my face after I drink kale juice. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> anyone like likes the taste. Like no, I mean that's why they give it to you in a shot. It's like it you, tastes like not grass. like you sip a smoothie of wheatgrass. <laughs> like that would be terrible. Right. Yeah. It's so bad. But uh, you make a point about Spike. But I thought there was a point in the episode which was sort of glossed over at the end where we saw Spike on Brian's computer 
and right. essentially acting as a mole for Adick Johnson. Uh, who came back. I'm glad they brought that back. They brought, but... they brought him back. He's back again, uh, still in the game. So we might have not seen the end of that character. Um, but we didn't see any repercussions for him looking in the computer of Brian, and I thought that was a little bit strange to me. Um, it seemed out of out of place for you know the assistant to come and do that. So I'm thinking that Spike has ulterior negative motives going on and is potentially just trying to get all Brian's secrets out there um, to share with others. Right. Because so why back. is he still hanging around? If Who, Ajax or Spike? If, if Ike has planted the cameras and finds out that Spike is uh, you know, going on his computer, why wasn't he immediately fired? He was. He well, was? I mean, pretty, they pretty close. They, I mean, once they talked about it, Mike and I discussed, and they brought it to to Nas, and then she pulled the plug. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm sort of surprised that there wasn't more surveillance at the FBI. I mean, you would think that at well, such a you know high level of intelligence going back and forth that they need to sort of monitor everybody. But then you get to a point of who's monitoring the monitors, and yeah, it's just an endless cycle. <laughs> Yeah, Marty, I agree. That's an enemy of the state. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Jamie, good one. Will Smith. Classic. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, sorry. I digress. Back to back to Spike. I mean, did you guys see that coming? Obviously, he was laying it on thick. I mean, beyond the, the coffee, he went to, like, back rubs, immediately dropped trowel at, like, the suggestion of a portrait muse, which is where we get the title, of course. Hmm. You know, how did you guys feel about Spike as a character? Like, did you guys want him to continue? Did you? I I was a little bit confused in the beginning because I didn't know why they were adding one more security person. I thought that was a little like they, Mike and Ike are great the way they are, but why would we need one more person? And then I just I just kind of I guess I didn't really see it coming because I was like, okay, I guess the other guy's leaving, so that's why this is happening. So I didn't. I just thought that they were just. Replacing one person with the other, so I didn't. Right. I didn't think there'd be any other ulterior motive. But then we find out that it is because Mike is in line for a promotion, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't come his way. And I thought that was interesting that he passed on the promotion to stick on Finch duty, which yeah. to me sounds like the worst job in the world. <laughs> yeah, having to babysit this guy when you've gone through all this training to become, a, you know, an FBI agent. Right. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, 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 out of loyalty to Ike, he decides to stay. Um, so I thought that was interesting. What, what were you well, no, I was going to say, I don't know if it's, it, obviously, he and Ike have a good thing going. They have a, they're, you know, good buddies. Oh, bond, but yeah. I, I think it's more than that. I think he doesn't, you know, initially, maybe it started out as sort of a babysitting job, but I think that they have grown to like Brian. I mean, it's, not that they like the actual day-to-day tasks that they're delegated because sometimes they're you know not as fun. <laughs> but, you know, it is – Brian's a likable guy and, and the fact that he is so smart, like just being around that would be interesting every yeah. day. I mean you get yeah. to see sort of what the highest level intellect can bring about and, and I think just hanging around that, being around that would – not only rub off on you a little bit, but be enjoyable. I mean, watching people crack cases and they did that little montage of, you know, of Brian stuff like the poisonous frog and like the presidential file with Bigfoot revealed. Right. right. Um, so, I mean, just yeah. to be, uh, you know, in that bubble, in the know of that stuff going down would be kind of cool. Yeah. And also, I took a bullet, you know, 
with Mike in his presence. So maybe, and when he said that, he's like, I took a bullet for this job, yeah. and you're the one getting promoted first. Maybe that stuck with him. He's kind of like, yeah, you know, you, you did. You took a bullet for us. Right. Yeah, it, it was an emotional argument that Ike was making that, you know, it's kind of not fair that you get a job promotion over right. me and I took the bullet. But part of me was like, let him go if he's got a promotional yeah. offer. Yeah. That's not well, yeah, no, I And I think, yeah. you know, he's still going to go because at the end his choice to, to stay because, you know, his promotion that he really wanted wasn't available. And so I think he's just not in a rush to leave. Like maybe when his dream job does open right. up or when that path kind of becomes available, he will. But I think he's just not looking for any excuse now to get out. Mm-hmm. And it's not uh, a, it's not an average workplace. I feel like in any other job, you would you know feel happy for someone if they get promoted because it's all business. Right. But with the FBI, there's another element of people getting shot, <laughs> bullets, things like that, people's lives on the line. So yeah. that's, exactly. that's an added element that I don't think I understand. A hundred percent. And and I think the the supplementary position or the other promotion was organized crime. Yeah. Which, you know, unless you're gung-ho about, might turn some people off. That That is, sounds very dangerous. I mean, not that any other position would be less dangerous, but that one in particular is clearly, like, you're taking out gangs and stuff. That is very specifically like violent. Yeah. And, uh, and so he might want to th- keep things a little bit more light. I mean, they had that whole presentation plan for Nas. With like, I, I sketched <laughs> I like, like storyboards yeah. and the popsicle sticks. The little, with little people, with yeah. Little, She's like, keep uh, the Finch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> out of it. Or like, keep the Finchisms or non isms with right. something Finchisms like that. Finchisms to a yeah. minimal, <laughs> exactly. minimum effort. But I think that furthers your point, JB, that they have taken to like Brian's ways and are co-opting them to show Nas things because right. it's effective. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and he's very clearly like a young soul. You know, he has yeah. a, a fresh energy and I think it really shakes it up at a place like the FBI where I can only assume is kind of stiff. Mm-hmm. My question is, where do they get all those arts and crafts supplies from? Good I mean, question. I know they just I mean, the order them. I get it. Send I get an intern. It. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just imagine that if I walked into the FBI building, there would not be all those arts and crafts. Not, but, yeah, not but I'm a sure popsicle Brian stick. Brian has figured it the... out. Brian, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I mean, hey, doctors use popsicle sticks, so just saying. Thanks, JP. People. Good people to know. Them. They're, it's a technical tool. I'm sure in the background, after they industry. like you know check people for strep, they're exactly. making arts and crafts. Exactly. In their offices. Um, speaking of arts and crafts, we, you know, the whole storyline of this mind mapping thing into like a physical form. I mean, originally I thought it was sort of like a projection, like a Coachella Tupac scenario, but I, I think it's like an actual, like, like maybe clay or some type of robot. No, they're actors. It's it's each of those people were the individual. No, no, I, I mean like what it's supposed to be in what the show. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. No, it is real. Have you seen the Chelsea Handler documentary? I have not. Okay, so Chelsea Handler, it's on Netflix. Chelsea Handler <laughs> Just, did this documentary, uh, and she clearly, does, <laughs> and she does this, and she does this thing where she like looks at technology, okay. and she meets one of those. I mean, I don't think it's the same thing, but she right. meets a robot that looks like that. And it is like it is like a plastic thing. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. 
Uh, I it's thought, real. I thought the actress who played Ello was great, and actually Jake McDormand had a tweet during the show. Um, he said Susan Watson is the actress that played Ello. Uh, she worked with Paul McGinnis, who is a master puppeteer. Uh, he's been on really yeah. for The Wiz and a couple other Broadway shows. Um, yeah, she worked with Paul McGinnis to master the robot mannerisms, um, which wow. I thought was totally believable. It's it makes you when I was watching those scenes, it, it made you kind of guess: is that mm-hmm. a person or a puppet or a robot? Or right, you, you couldn't really tell, and I think that's a great credit to that. I actress. thought it was a robot. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. That. Yes, yeah. good quality acting. And clearly. so, yeah, follow Jake you know McDormand on Twitter. He's uh, he's always out there. Oh, I follow him on Instagram. Insight. I love it. It's mostly <laughs> his cat. <laughs> it, is, it is. We, I mean, I like how they brought back this R and D department. Mm-hmm. I mean, we actually had two um, with with Gerd. We didn't get too deep uh, with what's going on mm-hmm. with them, um, but it was just you know, it's a fun setting to be around. Like he, they get to showcase a lot of cool technologies. You know, the gecko gloves. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see Brian use them. Right. Uh, although he now is a proud owner of a set. So maybe next week. Maybe. You never maybe. know. Maybe. We'll see. He, yeah, I can pair that with the jetpack that he already has. Or I think he only got to borrow that, maybe. He got to borrow it, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You can't, you can't let someone own that, especially someone like Brian. That's a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that would not be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to see a little bit more. I mean, there's only so much they can do with the, you know, the, um, R and D department that he was in, you know, you can't re releasing new technologies every episode, but you know, it's a such a fun playground for Brian, especially. Yeah. I like that. They came back to it and they're giving us little tastes of inventions that are here and there that could potentially be brought into later episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the the mind mapping thing can be really interesting, and I could see how it could tie in easily with NZT and people's brain performances. What if you can give that mind file NZT, and so you're enhancing the most brilliant minds in the world? Um, you know, Brian's there. He's in working, consulting with them. Hmm. So he's already a part of that. So I could see how, you know, th- this whole idea of the mind just plays in throughout this entire show. And the R&D department is just another another element of that and an interesting right. one at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it was a great setup. I wish they went a little bit deeper into the interrogation part that they set up originally. Um, you know, I think that would take a lot longer and be pretty complicated. But it was fascinating sort of talking to, you know, if we are able to download our memories and, and thoughts and feelings personality into a computer or something, mm-hmm. you know, how much would it know? Like, how would... How do we access that? Um, And they touched on it a little bit where Brian sort of figures out a way to upgrade her software and she can do a little bit more. But I wish they explored that a little bit more in terms of of being a detective and conversing with it and and sort of finding the ways to have it remember the information, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good point that you brought up. Like, what if we could put NZT on the on the files mm-hmm. and enhance the files mm-hmm. because there'd be no side effects because it's not a person. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... Right? It, it, it's a... Uh, you said that and my mind yeah, was just, blown. Wow. I was like, that's in, amazing. Yeah, no, it, in theory, that that obviously would be the best thing to do. I mean, yeah. at that point, if you were to do something similar where, you know, you set the program up with something and it enhances mm-hmm. itself... 
I feel like that sort of falls into the danger of every like bad robot sci-fi movie yes. that ever happened. Like Skynet, it becomes self-aware right. and you know takes over Earth. Yeah. That's scary. Well, well, yeah. And um, one other point while we're talking about the R&D department. The Quentin Rebecca drink invitation came out of nowhere. Yeah, for me. and didn't go anywhere either. Yeah. Like, like, we let's didn't hope even see it them. goes nowhere, okay? Let's hope it goes nowhere. Right. Um, but it was the only exciting, make... it was like the most exciting thing I thought happened because I was like, ooh, drama. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully, I, I didn't. I tried to not read it too much into it. I think it was yeah. more just like what they saw was like so weird. They're just like, dude, I need a drink. Well, no, they were talking about missed opportunities while yeah. that scene was going on, and yeah. uh, you don't know if you're attractive, or attractive for someone. I can't remember the actual phraseology, but yep. it was about missed opportunities and not knowing what you have until it's too late. And then she goes, "Do you want to get a drink?" It's like what? I know. I even wrote there's down no uh, drink with Rebecca. There's no attraction there. I didn't sense any chemistry, and then At so all. so. Let's yeah. just hope it's just a one. You know, yeah, one drink. Coworkers and, uh, going out <laughs> to have drinks. And that's the end. Of well, it. Yeah, I mean, what a weird scene with that uh, Gerard, um, who was bo- one of the board members yeah. with Eloise, and obviously fell in love with her. Yeah. So, I mean, they took it to a creepy place so we could, you know, easily vilify this guy. But I, it got me sort of thinking about, you know, true love. If there is someone that you fall in love with, like get married to, whatever, have a good relationship, you know, would you want to keep their memory alive with something like that? Obviously keeping it within the bounds of being socially We're acceptable. We're getting real tonight on I don't know, I'm just... It, no, it... it <laughs> It know. only occurred to me when um, with the most horrified luck. Calm down, because I know I have to answer the question. Well, no, I he took it to the extreme. Yeah. Let's that's clear. Yeah. Um, but when he when they said like he traded th- the confession for just five minutes more with this person, mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, is there? Do you think that is even possible to like be that like connected with someone? Hopefully that you didn't end up killing, that you would want to keep alive. You know? No, man. When people yeah. die, you, you gotta move on. Death is a part of life, and I I would never want. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Harry Potter thing when he brings back people with the Sorcerer's Stone, or, <laughs> and, and he rolls the uh, or one of the Deathly Hallows. You yeah. Know? He rolls it over and he brings the people back and it just, you know, that's not what it's supposed to be about. And it reminds me of her. We're going to, you know, even though it's the person that you love, there's only, at that, I mean, at that point, there's only so much information that they have with their memories or whatever. They don't, they don't move on. They don't continue. Right. With life. So, so there's only, you're, you're stopping. So basically, I think that if you stay in a relationship with that robot or whatever, you'd kind of be stopping yourself. We are preserving the memory, basically. Yeah. But if you stay in love with that thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, get, I mean, again... It's, it's like they're not they're not moving forward with you. You're kind of, like, moving back with them. It, right. Everything you're saying is Inception, yeah. in, in, you know, in a nutshell, <laughs> yeah. right? Leo DiCaprio can't move I'm on, so face. he traps his wife in his memory, and, right. and he keeps her there. Yeah. And we see the disastrous results that it comes to. So, so to answer your question, absolutely not. If somebody <laughs> dies... 150% I think, no. I think, you know, it's time for them to move on, and you remember their memory, but uh, trying to extend it... By speaking to a half robot, right? You know, yeah. Well, no, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think for personal use, it gets into a dangerous, unhealthy area yeah. mm-hmm. um, that should not be allowed. But you know, there are 
brilliant minds like you know how they had all these scientists that you know it might be beneficial for society to like have access to like if Mm. albert einstein was able to be preserved in some way like his methodology Mm -hmm. i mean that would be awesome to go to a museum and like type in a question and see like what based off of his brain, his, what he his brain would, would like a response be I agree a with likely that. response. I agree with that, but you asked the personal thing first. Well, well I mean, because that's, that's what happened. Yeah, Frank, like I was about Jesus. to Jamie, pump the brakes, Jamie, Amanda. Well, you need to pump the brakes because I'm thinking you maybe have someone in mind you want to keep around after. Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I just tease him in. All right, next, next thing. We know, I, I, I don't think anyone should be dependent on having a machine head in your basement. <laughs> just okay. to be clear with everybody. Yeah. Um, moving on, the <laughs> next Rebecca next is has been sort of on this coat trail, which is where we left off in the last episode. Um, we see Sands. He kind of clears everything up with Brian, um, you know, covering the tracks with the new coat. Everything's good, Brian says. And it seems like there's a trust between them. Sands goes ahead and gives him the shot to uh, – the booster shot to um, extend his NZT capabilities. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we sort of get a twist. You know, I, I he must have – do you guys think he was involved with the – Clerk that was at the evidence counters untimely death. Of course, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. I, the indication is heavily that um, Mr. Sands found the clerk and was able to slip some peanut oil in the um, in his Chinese, in his food, Chinese yeah. food, which is really sneaky and yeah, bad. But death by Chinese. The food. one part of that scene that was surprising to me was the lack of remorse from Brian. Upon hearing that the clerk died, died. Did right. you guys did you guys think that there was enough from him? I thought he would be shocked and sad, and you know, with Rebecca in the room right there, she can read him like a book, and he's not really good at hiding his emotions when something like that is going on. Right. But I thought this time he was sort of expertly detached. Did I think he was that? relieved. I think he was relieved. That's a good point. Yeah, I I agree with he, you. When he even got that text, he was a hundred percent sure that she was coming to tell him. That she figured it out. And he was going to have to come clean. Even when he was opening the door, he said, I'm about to come clean. So I yeah. think when she said that the guy died, it was like over the uh, being upset about the death of this guy that he doesn't know, he had relief. Hmm. Right. And well, I mean, I think he had figured out every possibility, you know, with that guy alive. You know, at some point he's going to have to cross him and then... He's going to get a finger pointed at, right at his face, and that's not going to go well. I um, loved all the scenarios. Yeah, exactly. He had, like, different None scenarios. of them were good. None of them. Um, yeah, it was funny because in each scenario, it was all like, that's him. Yeah. I, I was waiting for, funny. like, him to wear, like, a mask or something or carry one of those, you know, mind memory things. One of the robots? Yeah, one of the robots. Just, like, put it in a jacket or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even though... We think that he's relieved that this clerk has died. She's still not giving up on this. She has. She said to him, "Don't do you think someone killed him?" You know, Brian. Mm-hmm. Or Brian asked her of that, and she, you know, she is not letting this go. She's figured out the jacket with the button having the incorrect scrape or right. Gash. Such a crazy attention to detail. Yeah, crazy attention. Maybe a little bit 
too much, but it's a TV show, so we right. gotta make sure that it happens. Um, but no, I, I thought about that too, and I, when they brought it up again, I was like, yeah. But then when I realized because it was winter time in LA, and I got to wear my jacket like once, <laughs> um, there aren't that many like details on a jacket, so I don't think it would be as unlikely for them to have big like a large photos of the buttons mm-hmm. of like any defining features because everything else is just the fabric. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Um, I I still think that there's there's got to be another way for Brian to explain this to them. Right. I, I actually half expected him to reveal himself while they were in the evidence room, um, while Boyle and Rebecca were in the evidence room looking around for an intruder. I half expect Brian to go, "Hey, it's me. I'm here, and I'm checking out this." And you know, I I thought that yeah. he would have revealed himself in that moment, but. He got away from it, and it just seems like a rather unskillful way for him to have handled the situation because as soon as that evidence tech sees his face, there's no getting out of it for that evidence tech. So Brian kind of gave him a death sentence there right? by not concealing his face or you know, taking some other action, wearing a hat or sunglasses or something. I don't, I don't know. It, it's just – it seems a rather clumsy way to execute this plan. Hmm. Um, but then again, maybe he didn't expect to have Rebecca and Boyle coming in right behind him um, to where he was going to need to be asked questions about this. Um, I, I would have liked to have him find another way so that guy didn't have to die. Right. I think it was a huge mistake because he noticed that the button was wrong and he was like, ugh, the other guy, Sands, right? Right, Sands but messed up. I think yeah. that there was the guy that was coming back in or something. He was in a yeah. time crunch. He couldn't, you know, fix the button. Yeah, right I away. think it was just one of those sincere mistakes. Right. Like, and, yeah, mistake. and uh, I remember us talking about it, and I think we realized that if anything happened, it would be Sands' fault, yeah. at least in the eyes of Eddie Mora, if it didn't, you know, go as planned. Oh, um, so it would be sort of. His his butt on the line wonder, instead of Brian's. I wonder if Sands knows that he made that mistake. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I I'm curious about that. Realize because it's only something Brian and now Rebecca realized because of the attention to detail. But right. yeah. does Sands right. even realize that he made a mistake? Very no. good question. No, so I, maybe Brian needs to figure out a way to get Sands in trouble. So then he's still on Eddie's good side and just Sands's. Right. I mean, at the same time, Sands definitely. I don't know protects him. I mean, even in one of the scenarios Brian was imagining that he'd be like with a silencer hiding to, to kill yeah, Rebecca and, with the little red. and Boyle. Um, but no, you raise a really good point and I think it's more interesting now that we can assume Sands took out this uh, evidence quirk. Because if he did that, does that mean he doesn't trust Brian? Or that mm-hmm. he knows more about what Brian's doing than he leads him to believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt Sands staring at Brian longer after he said, so the matter's closed. And Brian's like, yeah. And he kind of like turns away and doesn't make eye contact with him. And I think he read that moment to say, okay, there's something else going on here that yeah. I need to look into. Right. Brian did not do a good job of lying in that in that scenario. He's not a good liar. Yeah. And that's why I was so surprised at that ending scene between him and Rebecca where the realization that he may have had a hand in this evidence that mm-hmm. tech dying didn't show up emotionally for him. Yeah. Right. No, totally. I, I wonder what the implications of that are if yeah. Sands is starting to doubt Brian's 
forthcomingness, you know, and how truthful he's being with him, you know, will there be sort of a rift with that relationship? You know, maybe he didn't even give him the whole booster. Uh, we'll we'll see. Maybe he just him half or like a placebo or something i <laughs> know hmm. uh, i think he believes him i think he got an actual shot for right. taking care of the coat um, but i do agree with you at the same time that brian uh, left something out but maybe it's not something big enough to where sands distrusts him right okay it's just he just keep took an another eye look you know took totally, another yeah. look to tie up any loose end yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just good, you know, plan B <laughs> protocol, right? That's just what just, Sans does. Yeah, I mean, just sometimes With his amazing it's better protection. safe than sorry. Probably just kill the guy anyway, right? <laughs> What's that scene um, from uh, Casino where the Italian mob boss goes? They all go around the table and they talk about killing this one guy and they'll go, yeah, there's no way he'll ever talk. And then one of the mob bosses goes, way I see it, why take the chance? And I think it's the same. Yeah, thing no, I here. mean it's it's very similar. Sands is is probably the closest thing to a mob guy we have in the show, and I yeah. think that is the mentality. Like you can't take a chance, especially at, with someone at Eddie Moore's level. Like he's not just a mob boss; like he is <laughs> a presidential yeah. candidate. It's like, more than organized crime. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's bigger. You could argue government uh, officials are. Also so part Mike, of the, yeah. so Mike leaves crime. to do organized crime and then get Sands. And that's how we wrap it up. Right. I'm just kidding. That's not what's going to happen. <laughs> there was well, no, my I'm prediction before predictions. Well, let's, uh, let's move into predictions. Let's sure. do I'll it. Where your head's at. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Totally. So, Amanda, you were on a roll there. Please continue. That was just my crazy. That was just my crazy. That was your crazy prediction. prediction? That was my out of the box prediction. Nice. Uh, do you have an in the box prediction? I just, I think that. No, I don't really have that many predictions. I was not, I didn't really get that much from this episode. But I do think that Rebecca's going to figure something out. I think it's going to get to a point where he has to tell the truth. And then we're going to really see the relationship between him and Rebecca and how strong it is. Okay. That's my. Before I make my prediction, I want to call out a couple people on Twitter who uh, use the hashtag ABTVLimitless. First of all, Fantasy Stats Guru, who. Once submitted that picture of uh, you and I. Oh, with, nice! Yes, uh, with Phil. And awesome, Spidey. by the way. I mean, I, yeah, that was, was inc- so cool. Like, so cool. A while back, but anyway, he's back and he said, um, uh, "What percentage of Brian's brain is unlocked by NZT on the Lucy scale?" Uh, which was the <laughs> Scarlett Johansson movie. He said, "I'd say twenty-eight percent." Twenty-eight percent. Yeah. Okay. You know, because Lucy could see everything. Yeah. I mean, so. she could like literally control matter. Time, so I mean, yeah, yeah physics, yeah. everything. So that, that was a good thought and related to this type of right. genre. Hmm. Um, and then also Vern at Vern's views said, "I'm over shipping on my favorite shows, but." The daughter should come back. So that's my boy Bird saying now the daughter Nas's should daughter? come back. I totally feel you, my man. So my prediction is she will be back this season. <laughs> well, no, it, I don't. I'm not sure it's her. I don't think it is. No, but it kind of. No, I thought about her when we saw the tease of the next week's episode. Sort of okay, at, oh, in the wait, credits. If, if you do not want to hear about next week's episode's tease, please turn this off now. Okay. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Um. <laughs> Yeah, because it, it, show, really it shows I know, I know. Brian um, in bed with a lady friend. Yes. I mean, Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes. So, got to get festive. Let's go. Um, and 
It kind of looks like how – I mean I, it's been so long. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what uh, Nas's daughter looks like anymore. But How she, could you forget her? I'm hung up on Piper, man. Piper. I'm hung no, up on I'm no, Team Piper. No. Nas's daughter. I got to look – Look that up and start a, start a <laughs> petition online. Hashtag bring back Nas's daughter. I just gotta do it. Fair enough. Well, you can have Nas's daughter. What, what great predictions? We're all just talking about people getting together. There's nothing wrong. It's hey. Valentine's Day, Amanda. Okay, we're That's all excited. Love, the... love is in the air. That's true. It is. It is Sorry. In the air. Gosh. Happy Valentine's Day. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully love is not in the air for Rebecca and the uh, development guy. Because I'm not Quentin? a Quentin? Quentin. Quentin, yeah. yes. That's not going to happen. I like – he's a smart guy, but they're, just, they're not a good match. No. Thumbs down. No. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, anything else from you guys? Well, Amanda week? got a Valentine's card. I want to hear Ooh. about that. I did get a Valentine's nice. card. Stay tuned. That. Stay tuned. Do you want a foreshadow? No, Do you I got one for somebody. I'll let you know okay. next week if I get one from somebody. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, we will wait anxiously until I'm that sure happens. I'm sure you will. <laughs> uh, feel free to tweet at Amanda to see how, how the story ends right after Valentine's Day. Then get the news a day early, right? That's right. Nice. That'd be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please don't Thanks, do that. Jamie. I'm sorry. I was putting you on blast. Where can they find uh, you? Though? You guys can find me at Amanda FTA31. Thank you. That's Frank? it. Yes, of course. And I'm Frank Majorana. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. Let's go. Awesome. Well, you guys can find me, JB Zimmerman, at Hey John Blake. Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 